Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into another episode of Believe in Kentucky. My name is Vinny Hardy. Been a little minute since we've done an episode. Had uh, some some website maintenance going on on Believe.com. Of course, that's still the place you want to go to get the latest episodes. Other podcasts go straight to the site, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. You know, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to get your podcasts believe in Kentucky will be there but there was some site maintenance that had happened so weren't able to record any episodes while they were doing little updates on the site and some editing and things of that nature Uh, was gonna do an episode Friday as we sit here Sunday evening day before yesterday Um, but the wife and kids actually had a, a little car accident there was someone pulled out and hit my wife and kids and so you you get the call that you know they've been in a wreck, so you, you automatically want to rush and get there and avoid getting in a wreck yourself to get to them. And everybody was okay. Yeah, could could have been a whole lot worse. My wife is banged up a little bit. All the airbags deployed in the vehicle, but the fact that everybody's okay is the main thing. Uh, you really see the vehicle and you say it's only a vehicle, and you're glad that. The family that's in the vehicle is all right when those situations occur. Uh, I'm definitely glad they're okay. So we didn't record on Friday. Now we're recording on Sunday. Just figured I would do the episode. Uh, just wait till the bold destination was released. Uh, as we knew, the conference championship games were going down yesterday. Kentucky wrapped up their season last Saturday against Louisville, nine and three. New Florida somewhere was on the table. Orlando, Tampa, somewhere was probably going to be uh, a warm location for Kentucky in another bowl game. Would it be Outback? Would it be Citrus again? And we get Citrus again, which there is nothing wrong with that. Listen back a couple episodes ago, we talked about how nine and threes don't grow on trees for Kentucky football. 11 and 1 and 10 and 2 was on the table. It didn't happen, but it's not like Kentucky's just been rolling out nine win seasons on a consistently regular basis. But now we've seen the second nine and three season in the past four years. Coach Stoops has has brought that home with a resounding win over Louisville. Hadn't talked about that since the last episode. So you want to continue to beat your rival, want to keep the Governor's Cup there. 
new facility. They got a place for the Governor's Cup trophy, and it resides in Lexington once again. This time, it was supposed to be a lot closer, you know, supposedly. Uh, Louisville beat Duke and Syracuse, and offense was on a roll to the point that they were picked as favorites to to win uh, last Saturday in Louisville. And Coach Stoops and company loved being an underdog, and they were really ticked off that they were underdogs this time against the Louisville Cardinals. And they went out and showed why they aren't underdogs, why they weren't underdogs, and why the gap between Kentucky and Louisville is still sizable. When the game was 7-7, you thought, yeah, we're going to have a shootout again like it was against Tennessee where it's just points, 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 points. No defense can stop the other. Not the case at all. Kentucky gave up that early touchdown and then just went on a run. They pummeled the cards. It was 38-7. to It was out of hand. It was all the Louisville fans leaving Cardinal Stadium. Kentucky just taking over. Big blue chance all around. Just a, a wonderful way to end the season. You know, start 6-0. We had the three-game slide. They regrouped, finished strong, and won their final three games to get to 9-3. and three. That's exactly what you like to see. So then, you know, we're just kind of recapping since it's been a while since we had an episode that, that led to all the coaching carousel stuff. And boy, how crazy has the coaching carousel been? But Mark Stoops' name was out there as well. And you heard me say, Kentucky football fans, we have to get used to certain things. We we see Coach Cal's name every year in rumors. Oh, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Cavs, this team, that team. It's just part of it at the end of the Kentucky basketball season. We're wrapping our heads around the improvements in recruiting that we've seen from Kentucky football wrapping our heads around better and better bowl games. Now we got to wrap our heads around other teams wanting football coaches, assistant coaches on the Kentucky staff. This is a new thing. This isn't something that we're used to holding our breath, hoping that they can hold on to the head coach, Uh, holding our breath, hoping they can take and hold on Defense Merrill, holding our breath. Is Mark Stoops going here? Oh, is it LSU, Florida, Florida State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame's open. All these places were open. And you heard Stoops' name, especially Oklahoma. You know, when Lincoln Riley up and went to USC. We'll talk about that as well. LSU was open. Talk about that as well here in a little bit. Because, we're like I said, we're recapping, getting caught back up on you know, some of the past few happenings here lately. But Coach Stoops on the the post-game show, talking with Matt Jones, got a little ticked off at the question. You know, come on your show. Why are you asking me about this stuff? And, you know, I plan on going to work. I'm going to hit the pavement. I'm going to be in three states. going to be recruiting. And you see that tweet, that swaggy tweet, big game hunting, stepping off that jet. So Obviously, you know, the recruiting budget was a request. Kentucky basketball has a, a private jet. Coach Stoops, maybe we need to have a private jet so we can do three states a lot easier. And Coach Stoops stepping off the jet, big game hunting. He said he was going to go to work and go to recruit. 
there's the photo evidence. Hey, I'm out here doing what I said I'm going to do. Look, I don't know the guy. I don't have never kicked it with Mark Stoops and had a bourbon with him. But he's, he's, he's meeting potatoes, man. He says, what you see is what you get. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Um, if he says something, pretty much means it. He doesn't give you a lot of fluff and a lot of coach speak and try to okey-doke you with misdirection by saying this and doing that. It's just a straight up, yo, here it is. This is me. You know, the young kids go that old dramatic song. What you see is what you get. And it's kind of what it is with Mark Stoops. And so, a little while later, you hear that they have come to terms with uh, a new deal, an extension, amended terms. And it happened leading up to the Louisville game. You know, Mitch Barnhart and uh, Stoops' agent and, and all those that got together and kind of hammered out, you know, what was going to be the new contract, which is why you saw him on the jet Monday recruiting, which is why you've seen him continue to do what he said he's going to do. You heard him say he was committed to Kentucky. So you can breathe that sigh of relief, go out and have another good year next year. No doubt other teams will try to make a run at him again. But it's like they get the facility without a track around it, get the recruiting budget, maybe some more money for staff guys. He's still all in on building here at Kentucky. And when you look at LSU, look at the the two coaches they had prior to Coach O, Orgeron. Nick Saban goes there, and he leaves Michigan State to go to LSU. Les Miles goes to LSU. He leaves Oklahoma State to go to LSU. And you, you, you get it. It's the SEC job. It's LSU. Uh, Big-time football, big-time talent, recruiting in Louisiana. You can do all those things, and they can look and see, well, here, I'm in Michigan State. Nick Saban, I can go to LSU and do this and this and this. Les Miles, I'm here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I can go to Baton Rouge. I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. They had it going pretty good where they were. Saban was doing pretty good at Michigan State. Les Miles was doing pretty good at Oklahoma State. And, you, you know, you part of you think, well, why don't they just stay where they are? Now, no doubt they see the challenge. They see more money. They see all this. They see all that. And they both went to LSU and won a title. Mark Stoops is kind of giving us the what happens if he stays at a place like Kentucky, which Kentucky football wasn't even on you know Michigan State's level and Oklahoma State's level where Miles and Saban had them, respectively. But we've seen Coach Stoops build it to a 8-9 win team consistently, consistently going to bowl games, consistently winning bowl games. If he were to leave, you could understand it, but he's committed to staying. So you may be getting a glimpse of what it would have been like, you know, had a Saban or less Miles State at Oklahoma State or uh, Michigan State. You can't, you know, get mad at them for leaving. They did what they did. But Stoops, to this point, has opted to stay put and continue to build, continue to try to elevate where he is. And we as Kentucky fans are able to enjoy what we're seeing, being able to enjoy more successful seasons, to continue to see what's taking place. So happy to see Mitch Barnhart realizes what a good job he's done. 
first of all, they realized what he was doing when they were being patient a few years ago when teams were probably thinking that it's not going to happen for Stoops here at Kentucky. They stay patient. We've seen the two wins become five win seasons, become seven win seasons, and now you have a couple of nine win seasons in four years as well. So this the continued methodical elevating of the program is something that we've enjoyed watching. Let me take a second to tell y'all about Lightbox Diamonds. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts you can get. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they crack the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjury.com to add sparkle to your shopping. That's lightboxjury.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. Now, the, the Lightbox thing right there where they can make stones in pink and beautiful blues and classic whites, I'm in on that. Because, look, I was born in November, and the November birthstone is that, that topaz color. It's that kind of ugly brown. And you got 11 months of the year where they got these pretty ruby amethyst you know, sapphires, all these other pretty colors, and November gets to brown. So, you know, go to Lightbox Jewelry and get you a pink, a beautiful blue, a classic white. Lightboxjewelry.com. That's where you want to go. So definitely check them out as well. We talked about how, you know, Stoops has continued to elevate the program. Oh, uh, he will have to make a replacement to the staff. Not able to keep everybody, you know, some guys get other opportunities that they can't pass up. We saw Clink Skill go to Michigan, uh, coaching the DBs up there. And now John Summerall, uh, linebackers coach, assistant defensive coordinator, gets an opportunity at Troy. He just was named the head coach uh, at Troy. And we've seen them go after guys with Kentucky connections before. Uh, Neil Brown, offensive coordinator in the early days of Coach Stoops, Back when he was building and struggling and taking his lumps. And we had Jalen Whitlow on this podcast a few weeks ago. That's back when, when Neil Brown was there, the early days. Neil Brown was able to go to Troy, was able to do well, uh, beat LSU. Uh, while he was coaching at Troy, now he's moved to West Virginia. Now John Summerall, uh, who did a lot of recruiting, was at Ole Miss, of course, played for Kentucky, was doing his thing at Ole Miss, came back to coach uh, at Kentucky. A big reason why Jacquez Jones transferred from Ole Miss to Kentucky, led the team in tackles. We talked a lot about how you know, Coach Stoops and company uh, hit home runs in the transfer portal, how every guy they brought in from the portal made an impact. And Jacquez Jones definitely made his impact as well. Uh, John Summerall played a big role in bringing him here. The uh, the young recruit from Mississippi, or Jordan Anthony, with the, the, the speedster, 
who is still staying, but I think Summerall had a big role in his recruitment. But you have to wish him the best. He gets to go and be a head coach at Troy, and he's going to definitely bring the same energy down there that he brought to Kentucky. And you got to congratulate him. You know, you can't be upset when you have the opportunity to be a head coach. And we talk about other teams wanting your head coach. You also want your staff members. Now, everybody saw the job he did at Kentucky, and now it pays off with him getting his first opportunity as a head coach now. So congratulations to John Summerall for his move to Troy. Got to take a second and talk about these coaching hires on the coaching carousel. You know, the, the couple big names that went from big-time programs to other big-time programs. Ultimately, it didn't affect Kentucky, but still, we gotta, still got to talk about it just a little bit. Lincoln Riley goes from Oklahoma to USC, recruiting a lot of California kids really well anyway. A lot of the California kids decommitted from Oklahoma and will be following him to USC. Everybody thinks he's going to do well. He probably will. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, school coming and buying both your houses and then buying your house in LA. You know, you can't, can't blame him. But I'm not trying to throw shade, but Lincoln Riley, I think, also maybe saw the writing on the wall. Maybe he didn't want to come to the SEC. With Oklahoma moving to the SEC, it's going to be tougher. Maybe he, you know, whatever. But you look at the season they just had at Oklahoma. They finished 10-2, and two, but they played with fire all year. They were losing at halftime to Kansas. They struggled. Uh, there were four or five games that they could have easily lost. Ten and twos could have been six and six, seven and five, and nobody's calling Lincoln Riley wanting him to be their coach. So he tiptoed through a lot of close calls, got the ten and two, got the call from USC. Okay, I'm gone. So definitely play with fire, but he survived and gets to move on. Looks like they're gonna get Brent Venables, possibly the Clemson defensive coordinator. Uh, to take his first shot at being a head coach. Been a long time D.C. for a lot of years, and now looks like he he's has ties to Oklahoma. They're zeroing in on him being their head coach. Brian Kelly to LSU. Now this is the this is the one right here that's that's cracking everybody up, cracking me up. He's been at Central Michigan, he's been at Cincinnati, been at Notre Dame, and look, he has won everywhere he has been. You can't deny that. You cannot say he hasn't won and done well everywhere he's been. Will the fit in Baton Rouge work? Is it going to be a good fit there? Maybe, maybe not. Does it have to be a good fit? As long as he wins at LSU, no. And let's be real, we've seen cultural awkward fits before. I mean, look at Rick Pitino coming to Kentucky from New York City. You know, he talked about, you know, we spend a lot of my time, me and the person I'm talking to, saying hi to each other. You know, Richie Farmer was from Clay County, you know. Thick Eastern Kentucky accent. Rick Pitino coming in from New York City. So, on the surface, that was, whoa. Rick Pitino to Kentucky, that's a weird far as cultural fit. 
now he he turned Kentucky around, got him out of the depths of probation, and won big at Kentucky. We all saw that take place. Brian Kelly could do the same thing. He's done a lot of winning, doesn't have a national championship yet. We saw Nick Saban, who we just talked about, Les Miles, who we just talked about, both go to LSU and win championships. Nick Saban is from West Virginia. Les Miles was born in Ohio. He's a Michigan guy. So that fit probably wasn't that great either on the surface when he initially went to Baton Rouge. But Les Miles was out here eating grass. He was calling Arkansas Arkansas. He was doing, you know, funny stuff with his quirkiness. Just Brian Kelly just, ooh, that fit seems so funny. It seems so odd. And he just intensified that. He put fuel on the cultural fit fire, if you will, by his introductory speech to the fans at the PMAC at the basketball game where he just lands in Indy, in um, <laughs> just lands in Louisiana, just stepped off the plane. And, and the southern accent he tried to put on, my family, he turned into, look, Google it, kids. He turned into Justin Smith, Justin Wilson, the, the, the chef from Louisiana, I guarantee. He turned into Jerry Clower, turned into the second coming of Bobby Bowden. It was it was crazy, man. Like, I'm from Eastern Kentucky, all right? There were times, and I, I remember it now, my, my parents. I, I go stay the night at a friend's house, come back home, talking more country, more of a thick accent than I already had. It happens. But Brian Kelly hadn't even been there long enough to to get the accent, to pick up on it. And he's he's just trying it on, trying to... <laughs> When in Baton Rouge, do what the Baton Rouge people do, and that's it. Just didn't work. You know, he went straight Jerry Clower, and it just wouldn't work. It was hilarious. He's getting roasted. He may just come in and and win all his games like he said, and but we'll we'll have to see. Uh, but just don't don't try to too hard to to be sounding Southern, Brian. When you're just getting down there, uh, I know you're not listening, but just just don't be. Don't be doing all that. You, you was doing too much the other night trying to do that, man. SEC championship game, Saturday night, Saturday afternoon. Alabama 41, Georgia 24. Nick Saban at the post-game press conference talking about the rat poison was yummy. I was of the opinion that, look, man, if, if Georgia can't get them this year, <laughs> they may never do it because Alabama was, quote, down. Alabama was, quote, vulnerable. You know, there's blood and water. And this is still an Alabama team that's 11 and 1. They struggled to beat Florida. They lost to Texas A&M. Auburn had them beat for 59 minutes. They were just dead in the water at Auburn. Rose up, snatched that arm arm bowl from Auburn, and limped into the SEC championship game against mighty Georgia, who nobody can move the ball against them. Nobody can score on them. 
they get mad when they give up first downs. And Bama just sliced them and diced them and gashed them. 41-24. Bryce Young is a freshman. If Georgia couldn't get them Saturday, man, you wonder when. There was no Tua making a big comeback. It was just Alabama just just, just ran off and left them. It was 17-17, and then the cup is 31-17. Corey Burton and Israel Troop, your friends to do the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. They've been on this podcast when we preview the Georgia game. I've been on their podcast. And another podcast I do with them called you know, Beast of the East. We talk SEC East all the time. And I I thought, you know, I guess I drunk the Kool-Aid. I thought this is this is the time that, that Alabama is gonna get got. I thought Georgia would beat them 26 to 20. And we saw how Alabama struggled with Auburn's pass rush. Young was running for his life under pressure all night. He's sitting back there with days, time on top of time to make throws. He's pointing receivers. You go to this portion of the end zone, and I'll hit you against Georgia's rush. Had all kind of time to just do his thing. That's exactly what Alabama did. Now, they're going to be without Mitchie in the playoff, and that's going to hurt. But you never know who can step up again. We've seen Alabama have dudes step up. In playoff situations before. So are we going to be surprised if that happens again in the playoff? Michigan playing Georgia, Alabama playing Cincinnati, and we got a whole slew of bowls in between then uh, before the Final Four of the playoff takes place. Kentucky will be playing Iowa, as mentioned, in that Citrus Bowl. Back to Orlando, another Big Ten team. You got the whole Stoops versus Alma Mater storyline that people have been wanting for a long time. We finally get to see Mark Stoops against Kurt Ferentz, Kentucky against Iowa. Stoops will definitely be talking about Hayden Fry and all his influences there. Seen quotes coming out already. Ferentz talking about you know Stoops' family and uh, how great a coach Mark Stoops' dad was and how Bob and Mark and all those guys all wore number 41 and football's in their blood and coaching is in their blood. And going to hear a lot of that leading up to the game. Corey Price, if y'all aren't following him on Twitter, uh, part of the UK Sports Network, uh, UK Athletics, PR and Communications, uh, at Corey P08, C-O-R-E-Y-P-08, tweeted out 10 minutes ago, instances in which UK football played in a bowl game for the second time in school history. Uh, UK is three and one in all such games. Let me see if this is the one I was looking for. Um, I was trying to find the one. I thought we had something going on with, with Iowa. But anyway, he tweets out a lot of great information so definitely want to follow him for all the data and all the research statistical type things he tweets out those let's see instance in which uk football played a school for the first time uh, in a bowl game uk is four and three in those games 1947 played villanova for the first time and beat them 
um, the Cotton Bowl in TCU. Played TCU for the first time. They won that one. Haven't played TCU since. That's crazy. 1984 Hall of Fame Bowl, Kentucky and Wisconsin. Kentucky won 20-19. Have not played Wisconsin since then. Um, lost in 99 to Syracuse, 20-13. Uh, lost to Pitt in the BBVA Conference Bowl, twenty-seven to ten. Um, not sure if Iowa is the first time Kentucky's playing Iowa is going to be in this bowl game or not. But I just thought that was some interesting things that he had tweeted out. So definitely go follow uh, Corey Price for sure. Um, so yeah, we've just had a weekend without football and basketball uh, so basketball team will ramp it back up tuesday when the southern jaguars come to town coached by former uk point guard sean woods um Kentucky's got the unity series going on with hbcus over the next few years so that will be the first of those type of games still having the tune-up games um, schedule will tighten up here soon with the trip to Notre Dame on the 11th and then Louisville and Ohio State and all those teams, and then you get into conference play. Kind of fortunate that Kentucky didn't have any games with everybody being so banged up and so sick and the fever and the flu and everything kind of going through the team. So they were able to just kind of scrap up enough guys to practice and try to rest and get it all together because men's hasn't played in a long time and you, you're seeing guys that were sick kind of playing you know, Damon Collins had a fever and was playing the other night um, so hopefully they can kind of get a little bit of rest and get their strength back so it's kind of good that there wasn't a game that was on the schedule for these past few days and they still got tomorrow before they have to you know, ramp it up again on Tuesday against Southern which is a game they should win it's a tune-up game but you still I'm glad they've had a little time to try to, to get back healthy from a physical standpoint and get over the sickness and the bugs and the crud that they've been dealing with. Um, also, we had to congratulate Kentucky and L. Smith, who won Miss Kentucky, and then won that and went right on and won Miss USA. So congratulations to L. Smith for doing her thing in the pageant. Uh, congratulations to her. Congratulations are also in order on the high school football front. All six classifications, uh, championships have been won, titles awarded out to the winners. In 1A, you had Pikeville beating Russellville 30 to 27. Beachwood beat LCA, Lexington Christian Academy 23-21. Belfry beat Paducah Tillman 33 to 28. Boyle County, Perennial Power beat Johnson Central. Boyle County wins 30-13. South Warren beat Frederick Douglass 38-26. And in 6A, you had St. X out of Louisville beating Louisville Mail 31-21. So congratulations to all of the state championship winners. Took place at Kroger Field. Uh, the runners-up had great seasons as well. So congratulations to another Fun set of games. A lot of those games were good games, close games, nail-biter type games. Not really a lot of blowouts either way. Uh, Bull County pulled away from Johnson Central uh, towards the end. It was 23-13. They scored another one late, tacked it on to get up 30-13. to 
but really fun state championship games. And you're seeing a lot of these guys um, <laughs> due to you know, the increased recruiting we saw uh, from Mark Stoops. A lot of these guys are going to be playing for Kentucky. Johnson Central, Grant Bingham, uh, Frederick Douglass, has Dane Key, and several other Wildcats. Uh, Kentucky has made a concerted effort to lock in on the state. Louisville, but as well as talent throughout the state of Kentucky. Uh, and it's definitely paying off. So we're definitely looking forward to the bowl game. And, you know, this is, you know, you hear this a lot with an old coach, an old veteran coach in bowl season. Oh, man, you don't want to give Nick Saban three weeks to prepare. Um, the late Joe Paterno before everything Happened with Penn State. We want to give Joe Paterno three weeks to get ready for you in a bowl game. Ooh, that's tough. I'm saying that about Liam Cohen. Look, Iowa has a really stout defense. Something's going to have to give. Kentucky you know, turns the ball over way too much. They were still 9-3, and three too, in spite of being minus 14, 15, whatever they were in the turnovers. Iowa is really good and opportunistic at takeaways, fumble recoveries, tip balls, interceptions, things of that nature. So Kentucky's got to take care of the rock. And that's been a point of emphasis all season. And it's still been a problem throughout the season. It'll be fumbles or uh, turnovers, you know, interceptions, things of that nature, where they've just shot themselves in the foot on drives. Can't do that against Iowa. They've made teams pay all season long. But I'm saying, you know, you give Liam Cohen three weeks to to really get at this Iowa defense. I think we're gonna see see some fireworks. You know, you get a warm weather game. You're not playing in the cold anymore. You have to go down to Florida. That's always nice. You remember we had Jalen Whitlow, former Kentucky quarterback, on here. He talked about how you know it, it messes with your rhythm when you're playing in the cold. Sometimes coming off a bye week will mess with you. Playing in the cold is different for an offense from a QB receiver standpoint. Give Liam Cohen three weeks with Will Levis and Wondell and Ali, and, and now you're going to a warm weather locale to play this game. I think you're going to see uh, a real good show as far as Kentucky's performance in the bowl game. Uh, take care of the pill. Don't let Iowa get a lot of those interceptions and things of that nature. Their offense, Iowa, I'm talking about, is struggling. They don't put up a lot of points. They just got, you know, dismantled in the Big Ten championship game against Michigan, 41-3. They they had no offense to speak of at all. And that game went kind of like everybody thought it would. Michigan, Michigan was expected to win big, and they did. You know, Michigan didn't even have a letdown or a hangover from their win of Ohio State. And even if they had of, Iowa's offense probably wasn't enough of a threat to pose any danger, even if Michigan had been a little bit sluggish going into that game. So, talked about a lot of fun stuff this evening. Tried to kind of recap and get caught up since we missed a few episodes. Before we close, though, got to talk about our friends at La Terrain. Been sponsoring this podcast from the jump. 
Dave and Ben are always doing big things. They got accessories. They got your watches for men, watches for ladies. You can pre-order new watches that they have. Be able to, to check out what they got on the site. Go to LaTourain.com. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. And it is well made. It's not overpriced. You get your value at LaTourain.com. And go to the site and hit the chat feature. Ask any kind of question you like. Dave himself, the owner himself, will get back to you and answer your question. Type in there that, hey, heard about you on the Believe in Kentucky podcast. I'm looking at these watches. I want to get myself one. I want to get some accessories. All the variety and styles. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Come on there and check it out. And you will definitely be glad you did. LaTourain.com. Appreciate them sponsoring this podcast each and every week on Believe in Kentucky. Appreciate y'all taking the time to listen each and every week on Believe in Kentucky. Keep doing so. Subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Believe.com, hit the subscribe button, and it'll come to your device each and every week. You don't have to worry about looking, trying to find it. It comes right to you. But if you are looking and trying to find, go and look and hit Believe in Kentucky on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Believe in Kentucky on all of those platforms. You'll see posts about the show. You'll see posts about UK stuff. And just enjoy it. If you got a comment, leave a message on all those certain guests you want to hear certain questions you want to ask feel free to interact definitely going to be getting some guests back on here as well sometimes it's me solo sometimes it's guests coming we'll get a little bit of both here in the next upcoming episodes appreciate y'all listening hope everybody has a wonderful evening been another episode of believe in kentucky take care bbn we'll holler at y'all later Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.